Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey guys, you listening to Michael Cudlitz. Play Abraham Ford, or I did play Abraham Ford in The Walking Dead until I got my brain smashed in. You're listening to Walkers and Talkers with, uh, alright, who's Brody? Who's Jamie? Thanks, Michael Cudlitz. She tried. Really did. Who's Deanna? Just do it like that. And if, who's Jamie? Who's Jamie? I'm running out of steam. I'll give you the credit. I heard your coaching. It was spot on. And we, he just was not picking you know, up what you were putting down. If I can find that session, <laughs> the digital set, we have that audio. We should play the outtakes. Of me We really should. <laughs> it's just bad. Uh, right, give us a week or two for me to have to, fi- okay. have to find that audio. Well, welcome to Walkers and Talkers episode. 154. Okay. And guess what? I no, watched I, the right episode. <laughs> well, if people listen in order... Like you say, no, they I was going to ask you. Okay, well, you can ask me now. <laughs> See, I again, just to recap, because you listen in order, of course. But I always joke, Jamie has one job to yeah. know the episode mm-hmm. number. You're sure it's 154? Yeah, mm-hmm. I have two jobs actually. You're sure it's 154? <laughs> Positive. All right. Yeah, I just checked. You just checked again to confirm, just to make sure. You sure? Now you're making me nervous. Yeah. You're 100. Did you do one without me and not tell me? I. No. Okay, then it's 154. It's 154, okay. Okay, so uh, let's just backtrack for a minute. I'm oh. David Brody from Melville's the Morning Show, of course. That's Jamie from Light FM in New York. Yes. Your show is expecting a baby now? Yes, Cubby is having his first baby. He's that's right, our old daddy. friend Cubby, who used to work with us at Z100, now works at you at Light FM. He's going to have a baby. Fun fact, I used to listen to him since I was 12 years old. Fun fact, I'm sure he doesn't want to hear that. Uh, actually, we played audio of me calling him when I was 12. 
Because I had it recorded like a radio nerd loser on a Then where'd that get you in life? On a morning show. Yeah, on a morning show. <laughs> it kind of worked out. That's how that works. <laughs> Call your local radio station and then become a radio personality. Yeah, stalk the DJs. Okay, so your one job has always been the episode number. Yes. Now, you guys listen all the time. You know that a lot of times Jamie has not gotten the episode number right I've or not been up. prepared. Yeah. But what did we learn in the last episode? Um, Jamie has two jobs. Because mm-hmm. last week, well, two weeks ago, we learned... Jamie didn't know Fear the Walking Dead was back. Uh, I, one job was so obvious, and I never we never mentioned it, but apparently we had to mention it because, because Jamie didn't know. I'm going on and on about preacher, and you're looking at me like, right. "What the hell is she talking about?" And I go, "What?" And you go, "We're not." I didn't watch any of that. He, he, you go, "What do you think about Fear?" And I go, "It's back." Yeah. By the way, you are such a you go person. Oh. I, I say I'm a you said usually. Yeah. You said I said. You go, but you're you a go. Say, I go. You go. You go. Yeah. So you didn't go home and watch it, but so you missed it. Even though we had done episodes, two episodes already that we recapped. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I sh- but you, as I should be. But I came in here wondering if I didn't know how to prepare. Oh, yeah. I, I saw them both. I wrote on my notes, so what you missed is. <laughs> no, I did see it. So a lot of people are mad. Not mad, but in a fun way because they like the podcast. They're disappointed that we've been up and down, on and off, in and out. Typical Jamie weekend uh, with the podcast. So we want to apologize. That's kind of how summer is. We are now straight on through through morning. Yes. Radio people now, we don't have vacation again until mid-December, Second third week of December. Second left and straight on till morning. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. So we missed a week because of Jamie. And then I went on vacation for a week. And I was going to record from the car studio, but Jamie's morning show was on vacation, even though she wasn't. And she's like, oh, I leave at 8.30 in the morning now, well, 9 and o'clock. And you wanted to do 11. It's like, what am I going to do with myself? Because that's what we normally record, hours. 11. I'm not getting up at 7 to do. No, it just, go to my it car was, studio. No, it was too much. So the Dodge car studio got a, got a, a reprieve, yeah. a little rest. Yeah. And uh, I got the week off, but we didn't. So we have I have news and notes. News and notes. And we have two episodes to recap. So when we did that the last time, people got upset. We did a 37-minute podcast. We kind of rushed through it. I'm sorry. So I'm going to try to do our best to recap the two episodes. Okay, yes. We've got some news. We've got a lot of annoying uh, stuff. And a lot of people are upset about the season so far. Hmm. And what I don't understand is why at Fear the Walking Dead AMC or Fear whatever it is and at Talking Dead on Instagram, they keep putting up like a screenshot or a scene from the episode. Yeah. And they say, tell us what you think. Well, if people don't like the episode. Tell them what you think. Don't put that up there. Yeah. Because all the comments are horrifically bad. Ooh. And we'll talk about that. Some of our, some of you guys listening, listen to our podcast. Thank you for sticking with the podcast. However, I can see that the numbers are down a little bit. Yeah. Because some of you are dropping off. Now, you're not here to hear me say that. But remember, snappy banter. Snappy banter. So even if the episode wasn't great, we'll try to make the best of it. I didn't even watch the show last week and it was hilarious. Yes. The banter. The banter. That the, we didn't have the banter. Uh, was it the week before? Yes. Yes, the week before. Week before. I don't even know. What I day also it is. have to explain some Jewish traditions and words and meanings from this week's episode. Yes, you do, please. Now, I called it on, you did. in the trailer four or five weeks ago. I said, that guy looks like a Jew. You I did can say, say that. You did say that. I said, that man looks like a religious Jewish man. And we haven't had one of those in many, many seasons of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Or fear. Has there been anyone? Who uh, was was Jewish, let alone religiously Jewish. Not that I remember. Like, I'm Jewish, but I'm not religious. You can't look at me and go, oh, he's Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> but 
a religious Jew, I mean, we've had we've had a priest, mm-hmm. but we haven't had, and, and you assume most of the people on the show play characters that are Christian. Yeah. We have a Muslim character on, on The Walking Dead. Yep. Right, Sadiq. Um, probably some atheists mixed in. Probably, oh, for sure. Pretty easy to be an atheist when there's zombies walking around. That's true. But no uh, overly Jewish people. No. I have a bone to pick with the writing, but oh, we'll, we'll talk okay. about that. I'm going to get upset for my people. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's talk about some things that are okay. going on. Uh, have you seen the new The Walking Dead trailer called Silence the Whispers? Uh, uh, I had chills Shh. through my whole body. And yeah. Norman Reedus, God, he looks so hot. Okay, I'm done now. Okay, so if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, look for Silence <laughs> the Whispers. Look for Norman. It's, it's uh, a montage of members of the show in the woods... And they're and and they're all shushing, and it just the camera just fades into the next character. It's and one of cool. them is Negan. Yes. Now it could oh. be one of those trailer guys. The trailer guys oh. fucking us. I hope not. Sorry, explicit. Oh. Um, but uh, he looks like he's fighting alongside the other survivors. That's what they made it seem like. And then there's a scene in one of the new trailers where he's holding a hammer and he has blood splattered on his face. Mm. So he does kill somebody. I'm assuming. He gives him the hammer. Yeah, hammer time. <laughs> so that's a, that's a really cool, really cool trailer. I loved it. Then there's another one with scenes of people talking, and it's a normal trailer, which is fine. And uh, you know, it's um, Alpha. Uh, you 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 must be punished. Oh, she's. So we only have one rule. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see. But the trailer looks great. Uh, October sixth, right? Is when yep. uh, Walking Dead's back. Yes, it is. Which at this point, time of this recording, around a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope, Jamie, you will know when it's back on. Uh, that I, yeah, I already knew that for a while. Jamie, did you watch the show? That's the real. Oh, yeah, the Kardashians? No, Jamie, The Walking Dead. Is that back? That's the real MVP. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uprocks.com reports that days might be numbered for another major Walking Dead star. The actress who plays Rosita. Mm. By the way, uh, I commented about this on the Brooklyn Boys podcast. But if you watch um, cable news, mm-hmm. they there's a uh, one or two Hispanic reporters out in the field. Okay, and they will speak without an accent until a word pops up that they can throw the accent on. Oh, and then they throw it in there. They'll throw it in there. Okay, you know, like they'll do. Uh, you know, the hurricane hit San Juan, Puerto Rico. <laughs> and it's really rainy out, and they'll go right back to an accent. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna add the Rosita. Uh, played by, of course, Christian Serratos. Uh, she's in negotiations with Netflix mm. to play the lead in a two-year miniseries, or I guess it's a two-year TV show. Yeah. But only two years to play the former, well, the late Mexican-American singer, Selena. Oh, I, th- I did read that. So, according to this article, uh, The Walking Dead starts shooting in November. Uh, shoots until November, I mean. Okay. Right? Yeah. And this show wants to sh- start shooting uh, in overlap time. Hmm. So they're not sure if she would leave the show and not be in some episodes or front load her acting and do as much acting as she could uh, or if she'd leave the show temporarily and then come back. I feel like she's sporadic enough on the show sometimes that she could... Yeah, but Overlap. she's not a big enough star like like Maggie. Yeah. Lauren Cohan was able to go, I'm leaving, yeah. but I might come back. Yeah. So they wrote her out temporarily mm-hmm. and sent her to what we believe is the Commonwealth, right? That's right, yep. Right? But 
so Christian Stratus has to decide The Walking Dead or Selena. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Choices, choices. Lenny James was asked if he would be open to doing a Walking Dead movie with Andrew Lincoln. He said, I would absolutely not say no to that. I was going to say, he'd never say no to that. Yeah, he said his favorite moments of all time have been working with Andrew Lincoln. Oh. So if you think about it, right now, Fear is seven months behind Rick getting taken captive. Mm-hmm. So we saw the helicopter people on Fear. They're seven months away, roughly, from taking Rick. Right, yes. So they're sort of, right now, they're sort of in the same timeline, but not. At yeah. least at the time of fear and Rick being taken. Yes. Now, another reminder, because a lot of people don't listen to our podcast, and people were saying stupid shit on Twitter this weekend. Uh-oh. And I, of course, you know me. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, if the internet's wrong, I have to correct people. You have to set them straight. And so I said to somebody uh, about the highwaymen, I had a highwayman, brief highwayman theory, which I'll uh, unleash on everyone in a minute, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Where, and then she's like, well, aren't they in the same timeline? No. How are you watching both shows and not realizing that Lenny James crossed from one to the other? Yes. Right? Yeah. Therefore, they're in the same timeline at one point. But then Rick gets taken away, and then they do a six-year time jump so Judith can age. And RJ. (laughs) Right. Six years go by. And Carol's hair just got really long. Right. And then there's another time jump for the Whisperers and another time jump it's around seven years ahead now. Yes. And there's still people who say they claim they're Walking Dead fans and don't know that. Oh, no. You guys who listen know that because we've told you a hundred mm-hmm. times. More importantly, the show tells you. Yes, it does. So Morgan, let's say, could leave fear and when the movies come out. Yeah. Um, maybe get captured by the helicopter people also or taken by the helicopter people like we, we believe Heath may have been taken. Be in the movies, right? Then Michonne shows up to rescue them. Crazy. Maybe Rick and Michonne both die. Mm. Or maybe Rick die. Rick has to die or he and Michonne go off to live happily ever after. Because yeah. we know he's not coming back to the show. I'd rather just the happily ever after. But then Morgan would have the opportunity to spend six years in wherever Rick is being held captive. That's so crazy. And then show up on The Walking Dead because The Walking Dead is six to seven years Ahead. after Rick was... For five years, five and a half years, because there was a time jump before Rick. Yeah. So, right. It's five and a half years or six years, whatever it is. Morgan could be with Rick for three movies, spend six years doing that wow. in, in timeline. Yeah. And then and then go, you know, I'm going back to Alexandria. Wow. So he much can happen. He doesn't die. I, 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 don't, I don't die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, here's a shocker for you. Chan Rigg says he wants to reunite with Andrew Lincoln in the Walking Dead movies. I bet you do. I bet you do, boy. Yeah, that's a shocker right there. <laughs> oh, so you want to reprise your role in the high-paying job that made you famous? Yeah. He's like, I would do flashbacks with Rick. Yeah, you would. Yeah, but you could only do flashbacks to when you, right before you died, because you look older now. Way older. You couldn't do, like, flashbacks to when really, you were six. really hard. Right. He have to grow his hair back or wear a wig. Yeah. He's like, I would do flashbacks on the big show. Yep. I'm... He'd have to wear the eye patch again. That's right. How's he going to grow his eyeball back? <laughs> if he wants to do anything older, he's got to do the recent yeah. ones after his eye. Yep. I guess technically the flashbacks could be, no, because he looked younger when he lost the eye. Uh, if they do the right makeup and make his hair kind of put a hat kind of over his face, maybe they could pull it off. Yeah. He's way taller I, now. and I could live without a Chandler Riggs flashback. 
Yeah. I mean, if they did one, you know, because he didn't have the flashback when he was stabbed. Yeah, we could do one. Yeah, you could do one. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the episode from two weeks ago. Yes. All right, let's do that right after this. Okay. Hey, this is Seth Gilliam, Father Gabriel on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. All right, let's talk about... Oh, here we go. Gonna, hold on. I play the old fear music. Well, it's really short. It sounds like a Western. Yeah. Which is sort of what the show is now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you enjoying fear? Um, um, if I'm going to be honest, the last few episodes, I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah. I'm not Th- pumped. Here's what I, here's, here's what I, what I would say. I like the characters. Yeah, same. I like John... Like Morgan, I like Al, like Alicia, Daniel, Strand. There's, there's some yeah. good characters there. They don't know how to write villains. No. Right? Look, I, I understand that we've had comic book level villains with the governor. Oh, yeah. And the Terminus guys and Negan. Look who we've had as villains. We really didn't have, we had, I mean. D.O.B. We had the military was the villain in, in season one. Yeah. Then you had Jesse McCartney and his gang on was season two. For like an episode. Tried to steal the boat from them. Mm-hmm. Then you had the crazy Spanish, this crazy Mexican lady, right? Oh, Cecilia. Cecilia. You're breaking my heart. Broke my heart. <laughs> she was just crazy, but she wasn't a villain as much as she was crazy. No, she wasn't. Uh, then we had the La Colonia people. That was probably as crazy as they got. But then they had the um, the the Mexican gang. Those were bad guys. Yeah. Those guys are okay. Then you had the ranch brothers, the family, oh, yeah. the autos. The autos. I mean, they weren't really villains as much as they were bad they people. They were like a governor, a Negan. Like, right. They weren't those type and of And then figures. Magic Marker Lady just was oh, just horrific. Oh, God. God. Uh, the vultures weren't bad. 
But the vault, the problem with the vultures, okay, the vultures who were created by the same people who are writing the show now, right? Mm-hmm. What did they do? They waited out. Yeah. Right? You'd go on runs and they would get there first, but they didn't kill anybody. No, not really. They, they drove you out. They they kept you from getting food. Yeah. They, uh, I think they poisoned their crops, right? Charlie oh, put yeah, bugs in the crops. Oh, yeah, they killed the crops, yeah. So in a way, they, they may have resulted in the death. That people died. Cole died. My, my, my Mips. pal, Mips. Mips. Yeah, my pal, Sebastian. Yeah. Who, by the way, is in my fantasy football league. Oh. As he always is. We drafted this week. Wow. He had a, new, uh, a series, a miniseries on called Redline. Okay. Which I don't think we talked about enough. But it was a miniseries. And now he's in, um, oh, he's in something else. Sebastian Sazi, S-O-Z-Z-I. He's, he's always in something. He's got two new things coming out. He's in big movies. He, he well, he was in uh, Avengers, right? No, he's in or the no. Superman, Batman movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Mips is in is playing the fantasy football. I, mean, I have a celebrity in the league, you know, <laughs> and he, and as does he. Thank yeah. you very much. Oh. Uh, his team's good. He's my nemesis in that league. Okay. All right. Anyway, so getting back to villains, the vultures could have killed them. Right, mm-hmm. but I mean, it wasn't like they were like the governor killing people no, or Negan or anything, right? The termites, and so now we've got Logan who stands around threatening but doesn't do anything. Logan, I want those oil fields. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't you put a gun to a leash to Al's head and tell Morgan you're going to shoot her in the head unless he gives up the oil fields, and then actually do it? Yeah, because the governor and Negan would have done it. Right, they would have done it. Yeah, tell us where the oil fields are. When you kill her, badass enough. This is what I don't get. And I don't remember what episode we're... Yeah, yeah, I do. We're going to talk about that episode. Where we're going to review it now. He, he should just start threatening them. He's pointing guns at them, but he doesn't do anything. No, he just they shot. There. They shot up a motorcycle. Mm. You got to be a better villain than that. There's just not much happening. Right. It's kind of boring. And you're going you're gonna to maybe kill someone in the finale? Maybe? I mean, Grace is probably going to die. Spoiler, she's dying of radiation. Yeah. So is she the big death? Because she's the one we've heard, like, we didn't care, we don't really care I, about her I'm not her attached enough. to her. And I don't want people to die because we're attached to them. We're like, oh my God, I can't believe they killed blah, blah, blah. That's not what makes a good TV show. You have to care about the character in the context of a great show. Yeah. And then when they die, you don't see it coming. Yeah. But just to kill somebody who's dying of radiation for That's... six months, you know, whatever it's been, mm. weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not feeling it. All right, let's talk about last week's episode, which was... Episode eleven, you're still here. So they they this is after they rescued Wes, and Alicia's still going through that phase where she can't kill anybody. Oh please! Uh, spoiler: she can kill people again. Yeah. She can kill walkers again. Yeah. Uh, but Strand, at this point in in, in our storyline, as we join our heroes, Strand uh, has to kill for her. Like she you, literally like, was against a tree. Strand, Strand, Strand help me! It's and it's, I'm like, oh come on! It was like when Abraham had to kill for Eugene. Yeah. But Alicia's badass, and now she's got flashbacks of when the blood splattered in her face. She, can't, she, she has to kill her, she will be killed. Exactly. Kill or be killed. Anyway, she's obsessed with who painted the trees. That's her new thing. I have to find who painted the trees. It'll give me peace. It'll, I have to know how they did it. So her whole thing is that whoever is op, that optimistic in life to paint those trees yeah. can help her look at the world differently. Mm-hmm. If I meet them, if I meet the painter of the trees... Then I'll I'll see someone who can look at the world in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, by by the way, when she's in the car, she's like, "I just want to meet the person who painted the trees." Okay, <laughs> let's see. Who have we met 
that isn't someone on the show? What new person is there? Oh, Wes in the car. I wonder if he could be the tree painter. And then he had that look like, well, what do you expect to find when you finally meet the person? It's you, Wes. <laughs> it's you. It's no secret. Uh, there's no big, oh my, there's no like, uh, I see dead people moment. No. It was, I see a painter in the back of the car. That's what I saw. <laughs> I see a painter I'm in the back surprised of the Wes didn't have overalls on and white paint splattered <laughs> on his overalls. This was not a surprise. Oh my God. A little paintbrush out of his pocket. There was no like, dun, dun, dun. Oh my God, it's Wes. Yeah. You want to keep a secret, go for like eight episodes. Yeah. Where, and then go, it was him the whole time. 40 minutes. <laughs> 40 <laughs> minutes. You expect me to care and be shocked up. that the guy I didn't know or care about is the painter. Is the painter. The whole point of that was, to, oh, okay, he, spoiler, he's the painter, yeah. uh, is so that Alicia can realize that there is no hope and there is no person who's going to cheer her up. That's really what that... that Writing device was, yeah. Uh, Morgan and Al go to the bank to put the, uh, because her videotapes have to be somewhere safe. I'm getting over those tapes, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, Right, that's the big thing, and I'm done with the tapes. I'm done. So she goes to the bank, and she knows the combination of the safe. She says, I know the bank manager. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, how does she know the bank manager? I told you guys last episode to watch the Al tapes on YouTube. She interviews four or five people. I think it's four, right? One of them is a bank manager, and she says, can I have the... He told her the code. He told her the code. She talks to me, but you have to watch the Al tapes. Otherwise, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. So I feel like that's, you know, they should have maybe, when they went to commercial, find out how she knows the combination <laughs> by going to YouTube and searching for the Al tapes. <laughs> Go to the Walking Dead YouTube page. <laughs> but if you don't come to a podcast like this, Walkers and Talkers, thank you. Yep. You wouldn't. You might not know that. Or just convenient. Some guy gave her the uh, the code. She just knew it. She just knew it. So uh, Morgan slips and falls trying to kill a walker, and he says to himself, uh, "He says I, I might need a new stick because his stick isn't long enough. He doesn't have balance yet. Okay, get a new stick." So Al puts the tapes in the vault to keep them safe. Al asks Morgan why he came to help her. He goes, "Why did you come to help me, Morgan? Like I'm fine. I don't need any help. Why don't you stay with the caravan?" And uh, she doesn't believe him when he says, I'm here to help you. Yeah, because he, he can't emotionally be attached to Grace yet. No. So he ran away from Grace because he's still in love with his wife and kid. Yeah. Who at this point are dead like seven, eight years. Oh, God, it's been, well, not, I mean, it's still sad, but it's been a very long time. I'm not saying get over your love. I'm yeah. just, you know, it's, it's a, po- it's a zombie a apocalypse. Yeah. You could go at any minute. True. Ask your son. Oh, burn. Aww. Six season one burn. <laughs> the Walking Dead. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Alicia Strand and Wes are driving Wes back to where they think he lives. And, uh, did you see all the walkers eating that cow? Yeah. I thought it was a donkey, but then I realized it's Texas, probably a cow. Uh, How is a cow walking around all these years? Couldn't happen. Right. They move so slow. Was he in a barn and he just got released to be eaten? Uh, And who was feeding it? No. I don't know. What How does that happen? How does that, How are their dogs? Anyway, they they drive to West home, West home, to a, a police station where they, he says his brother lives. He's like, oh, I got to go back to my brother. He goes inside and you hear gunshots. We find out later Wes is shooting at a guy. The guy runs out with supplies, like so. Initially, we think he was robbing the home where Wes lives. Yeah. Right. Strand tells him to stop. 
The guy jumps in in their truck and drives off with it, takes down the fence that was surrounding the police station. Oh my station. God, it was bad. Right, and now all the walkers are coming into the police station area. But did you notice when they drove in, the gate was already open? <laughs> yeah, you're right, and they need to back it over the fence. Yeah, so the the walkers couldn't get in previously? Added, added drama. I, I'm calling uh, fence bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling fence bullshit. Is that the first time I've called fence bullshit? Fence bullshit, yes. Calling fence bullshit. Wait a minute, they've knocked down the fence where the car went through, but they couldn't go through the opening. Ugh. All right. Uh, Wes, okay, Wes runs to the police vehicles with the walkers coming and grabs all the guns in the vehicles. Now, if he's been there before, why didn't he grab the guns before? Why didn't anybody, after all this time, not go into a police vehicle? I know, right? How could you know? That would be the, one of the, that was one of the first things Rick and Morgan did. Right. That doesn't make sense. Even the police officers who worked there would have grabbed the weapons. Yeah. So, I'm calling weapon bullshit. So, they start shooting these guns at the walkers, and some of them are, are tear gas pellets. Right? And so that's riot gear stuff. Oh, God. Um, Strand tells the other two to go inside, and he stays there. He and gets it right in the and eye. And he gets the, the tear gas in his eyes. Why didn't he just run inside with the rest of them? Uh, that's what I didn't understand, you idiot. Go inside. I'll cover you. The walkers are walking a mile an hour. Oh, God. Run. You could have, yeah. You, <sighs> okay. They get inside. Strand is blinded. Wes admits he didn't live there. Uh, he just wanted to get that guy who robbed him previously. Yeah. So this guy robbed Wes, and I guess he knew was living in the police station. Yeah. We don't know what he took. Um, he says, you know what? I haven't seen my brother in a while. Um, he, he died years ago, and uh, Strand and Alicia want to go after that guy to make sure he doesn't die from the gunshot wound. That is now the focus of their lives. Which is pathetic. We've got to save that guy. I'm really over that. Yeah. Uh, Alicia uh, asks Wes how many people he's killed, and he doesn't give an answer. He just kind of looks at him. So that's probably a lot. Yeah. Alicia calls Alan Morgan to help, uh, but she gives their location over the walkies. Dumb. Yep. So that now Logan knows that Alan Morgan are going to come and how they're going to come to get to the police station. Yep. So they jump in a car to go save Al and uh, Morgan and uh, Alan. Uh, sorry, Ali, uh, Strand and Alicia and Wes, because they're trapped in a police station. Mm-hmm. Because apparently, there's only one door to the whole building, <laughs> because the front door is blocked. Could it even be? They can't get out. Of course they can't. There's no back door, no windows to climb out of. Oh. Even though later on, Wes climbs out a window or something because he goes outside. I'm sorry. I just can't. Don't the actors at some point go, um, couldn't uh, we go out the me? back door? I can't. I mean, is there a fire code that would say a police station has to have a back door? You would have to have several doors, windows, a window. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, so uh, Al and Morgan are, are driving up the road, and we see a Negan-style blocked road. Mm-hmm. The 18 wheelers in front of the road, and they're all standing there with guns. Yeah. It looks like when Negan trapped uh, the survivors end of season six. Yeah. When all the roads were blocked. That was creepy, though. Like, every road was blocked in the yeah. dark. So, Logan tells uh, Morgan and Alicia, uh, Al, rather, uh, he asks them where the oil fields are. He's like, I want to know where the oil fields are. If we can help you, what do you need that gas for? Right. Morgan- what the hell do you think we need it for? He says, I want the oil fields to eventually do a much bigger thing and help people 
in a different way, uh, more than what you're doing. So is he working with the helicopter people? Where he's uh, trying to like help people on a grander scale? I don't know what he's doing. Okay. Uh, Logan says helping other people won't help him. Uh, he goes, it's not going to help you get your wife and son back. Ooh, that was... And then Morgan charges him with the stick, puts, it, puts it to words. his throat. He should have just pushed it through. Yeah, then he they would have shot him. But then they would have shot him. Yeah. All of Logan's I men thought... are there at gun. They're holding him at gunpoint. Yeah, that is true. And then Logan says, if you don't want people knowing your business, don't put it on TV. Well, in Logan's defense, I mean, if you don't want people to bring up the fact that you can't get over your wife and kid, don't put it on an infomercial. Yeah. And then put it in all the truck stops <laughs> with your VCRs that have somehow power. <laughs> uh, Wes says he doesn't need Alicia's help. Um, he says, the guy took something from me. I want it back. But he won't say what it is that he took from him. Why wouldn't you just say what he took from him? He was freaking out and that it was so important, and but he wouldn't say what it was. Yeah. Uh, Alicia grabs all of the ammunition from the police station and the guns and then grabs her suppressor back from Strand because he's blind. What the hell is he oh, going to do with good it? Good Lord. She says, I'm going to go out and get a vehicle running. And then Wes says, hold on now. Hold on. I'll clear them from the front of the police precinct. He goes around back. Again, not sure why they couldn't go around the back. <laughs> he comes around the back. There's no walkers there. None. He's now behind the walkers who were in front and distracted by the police station and doors. And they couldn't go out there because why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, now the walkers bust through the front window. Alicia has a nightstick. She's going to kill it. She starts having flashbacks to when she was killing the walkers, and she still can't do it. Strand comes up and kills it, uh, even though he can't see. And then Wes shoots a couple of them. Uh, Okay. Alicia calls Alan Morgan and says, they found the guy who was shot, but he's already dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me rephrase that. Uh, Alan Morgan found, who they found the car? No, Wes and Alicia found the car. Yeah. Right? There was blood on the seat of the truck. And they see him limping away in the distance like a walker. So he's what, dragging the foot. Dragging the foot. They're like, oh, this guy's dead already. Yeah. Crash the truck. Wes goes after him, thinking it's a walker. He's got the bag on his Surprise. shoulder. And the walker turns around, and he's not actually a walker. It's the guy. He's wounded. And he throws the bag at Wes. He jumps on Wes, tries to choke him. Wes stabs him, and he tells him he wants his manuscript back. When he said that out loud, I'm like, are you kidding You're going to publish a manuscript? What are you talking oh, about? Stupid. The man says, I didn't realize you wrote it. You and wrote I, that? You wrote that? Because I didn't give it back to you because I wasn't finished reading it. It was good and I was enjoying it. And then he dies. Thankfully, he was able to finish. He couldn't finish the story, but he finished his sentence. <laughs> Alicia says, did you really just kill a man for a book? And then he says, you know what? He died for that. He can have it. So after all that, he just freaking left it there. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. I just thought that whole scene and storyline was just bad. And his whole attitude, he said to Alicia, he goes, I don't need to do what's right. I just got to do what I got to do. So you stab him over a manuscript. Yeah. Okay. And then you didn't want it. That's the part I don't get. That was, such, that was truly a waste of a life. Look, if you beat the guy up and then tell him, you know what, keep it. All right, but the guy's dead, so take the thing back. So Yeah, take it back because it's going to just rot in the rain. Uh, Alicia and Morgan bury the man. Alicia reads the manuscript, and the last line of the book 
says, if you are reading this, it means you are still here, which is what was basically painted on the trees. On all the trees. She's like, oh my God, he painted the trees. Oh my God. That poor, wonderful soul who just said that the world is shit. Okay. Um, Wes passes one of his trees and he tears up. Did I see that right? He was walking on the road and he saw one of his own trees. Yeah, and tears up. He tears up. Does that mean maybe he's rethinking his life? I don't know. It's probably, what, are, what is my life right so now? So now Alicia paints a tree with the paint that Wes left in the truck. Uh, I don't think he took the motorcycle because it doesn't work. Yeah. So he walked away from them. They were going to fix his motorcycle. He's like, I'm just going to walk away. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to be by myself. She paints a bunch of mumbo jumbo on it like, it, you, it, it, you know, you're not gone till you're gone bullshit. And she paints a phoenix on it. Yeah. Now, do you know what a phoenix is? Like the Phoenix Rising, that rises from the ashes, right? One of the greatest comic book characters of all time. Um, The original Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix, not the one they retconned where they changed the origin and made her an alien Mm -hmm. and a life force. You don't have to if you know if you read the X Men, you know what I'm talking about. All right. So a Phoenix rises from its ashes, it dies and comes back. Mm -hmm. So now everyone's saying it's going to be Madison. Madison's going to come back. Madison's going to rise from the ashes. Well, see, Madison didn't die if she's back. And if she died, she's not coming back. So she's not a phoenix. Well, they think she died, maybe. The actress said again, she's not coming back. Now, Lenny James was asked about it, and he said in a recent interview, oh, I'd love to have her back. I didn't get to do any scenes with her. Hmm. It'd be great to have her back. He goes, don't read into that. That's a non-answer. I'm not saying she's coming back. I'm saying I'd like to do a scene with her. It'd be great if she was back. Yeah. Because I don't see that happening. Hmm. Look, She's done. You go on YouTube, like, bring Madison back. The show hasn't been good since Madison. Came. Madison was a terrible actress on the show. <laughs> the show was not doing well with Madison. No. The issue isn't bringing Madison back. Because no one liked her. If you bring Madison back, still should have kept her husband. If you if you bring Madison back, and her, and her son's dead, her husband's dead. Nick, Travis. Right. All dead. Uh, I mean, granted, Alicia's still alive. But then what? Who's Is she in charge? Is Morgan still in charge? And then, and then what? What does she do to make storylines better? Yeah, it's not the character that's that's missing. It's not like you lost Andrew Lincoln. No, and the show's not the same. The Walking Dead lost Rick. Spoiler: the show. He loved the show in a helicopter. <laughs> He's not dead. But the show is still fantastic because the writing's good. That's the thing. The writing is fantastic. I thought Gimple was supposed to oversee all of this. Where is Um Gimple on the job over here? Now, granted, Um Gimple didn't have the best writing in season eight where Rick could inside of a barn with a gun. Mm, well, yeah, there was that. And so is that, like, I feel like we've taken the surprise deaths out of the show. When, yeah. What made The Walking Dead great at the beginning was like, oh, T-Dog died at it. I'm sorry, spoiler, T-Dog's dead. Yeah. You didn't expect T-Dog to get bitten. No. But people were getting bitten and dropping left and right because that Stuff was the world. Did not see coming. But now because they're so good at killing walkers, they're less likely to be killed by walkers. Very true. They're really only dying by villains killing them. But if you have villains who don't kill, I mean crazy magic marker lady killed. Oh, she was. But she only killed nobodies. Yeah. She, she who did she kill? I mean Carl was bit by a walker, but other than that, people you're right, they are very savvy so they're not dying and by Carl was killed by a walker because he was stupid. He was stupid. And because they wanted him off the show. They wanted him to die. They but even then, he got bitten, but we didn't know for like four episodes. We didn't know. Yeah, no. I mean, nobody's got like bitten, died. Ow, ah! Oh, yeah, like neck ripped out. Right, yeah. die right there. Yeah. In how long? It's been a while. It's been a, it's been a, it's it's been a hot minute. I can't, who on the, who on the Walking Dead, who was the last person to get bitten by a walker? 
Like even Aaron had his arm cut off, but not because because of a walker. Besides Carl? Yeah, the whispers have killed people. Negan killed people. Sasha tried to bite Negan, but that didn't work out. Mm, yeah, not. I don't remember. Not nobody. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Doctor Denise was shot in the eye with an arrow. Yep. Uh, Spencer was stabbed. You got no guts. Yeah, Olivia was shot in the eye. Oh yeah, she was shot in the eye. So who was even bitten? It's been a long time since someone was actually bit and then uh, it, died. Uh. The what? father, um, Maggie's father. Oh, Herschel. Herschel had his got his bitten well, in the, in I the leg. I have to say, two of the most gruesome deaths on Walking Dead that actually made my stomach flip were in the same episode, where it was Noah getting trapped in the revolving oh, door. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah. Where they were like ripped. And okay, Noah. His face Noah off. was ripped off. And yeah, then same episode. Uh, wasn't it like Deanna's son, or who? Who's? Oh, Spencer. No, the other no, one. Oh, the other. Uh, Liam. Where he got e- caught. E- yeah, Aiden, a, Aiden. Th- Aiden. And then they oh, just that, like were like eating yeah, his right. stuff. Oh. But he was, yeah, but he was eaten, but he was, he got stuck on the spear. But Noah, though, that was Noah's just bad, straight but that's, up savage. But we're talking season But that was so long ago. Five, yeah, six? A long time ago. It's a long time ago. Yeah, but that was. That was and nobody, uh, Bob got bitten. Tainted meat. Yeah, but no, yeah, but, but uh, beer Bob. What was it? Oh, Beer Bob, I thought you meant. Right, the wasn't other it? Bob. Be, be, yeah, Bob. Was Jim it Bob? Bob. Jim Bob? Jim Bob. Jim Bob. Jim Bob was bitten because he was incompetent. Yeah. He but was he didn't, wasn't eaten. No. He got bitten and then slowly died. He jumped off the. Yeah, Noah's the last one that comes to mind that just got totally annihilated and ripped. Like, literally, his face ripped off. And that's why every time someone almost gets killed by a walker, I go, hey, they're not going to get killed. No, they're not. Not anymore. Because nobody gets killed by walkers anymore. They should just do that because we don't expect it anymore. Right. It's. That, Horrifying to watch, but <laughs> well, that's what the show is about. Yeah, well, that's true. Okay, so she's painting trees. Oh boy, she has some way to have. She has therapy oh, now. She yeah. paints trees. Uh, let's see. Um, Morgan tells Allie holds on to bad things because he's afraid of losing the good memories of his family. She says, "Well, we can preserve the good memories if you let me film them." So he's like, "All right, fine." So he's going to film. Am I the again. only one that wants to shove the camera up Al's ass? Yeah, all right, Al. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm. So- I get that it's uh, poignant, but I, I'll film it. You and June, I'm gonna beat you both. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, at that point, we cut to the vault shaking. Uh, they're using uh, Logan's men are using a truck to rip the door off the vault, um, and all the tapes fall all over the place. So apparently, she didn't put them in a locked box. She just put them in a box because she wouldn't have had a key, I guess. One but she of, had the codes. Or she, she had the no, because because vault keys have two keys. Oh, I see. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. you're right. You're uh, right. One of Logan's women says, "How did you know the tapes were at the bank?" Now, wouldn't you ask that question while you were in the truck on your way to the bank? Yeah, but like, oh, how'd you know they were in here? Right. No, they didn't ask. Them. But she says there, "How come? Yeah, well, how did you know?" He says, "This is a lot bigger than you think." I told you that. So, does he have spies working for him? Logan is so boring and mysterious at the same time. So it's how did he know that the tapes were at the bank unless some someone is a spy? Right? Like yeah. the kids are spying, maybe, or um, did she tell some? Maybe she told the helicopter people? I was going to say, or maybe one Did she the tell the helicopter woman? Told somebody? No, he would have just said, I heard it. Did he tell the helicopter? Did she tell the helicopter woman? I'm keeping my tapes in a safe. And and what? how did he know that safe? Well, that's the thing. If he said, oh, in a safe, I mean, that is so specific. Unless they found the guy from the Al tape video on YouTube 
And he said... <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, could he have watched it and then he just knew? Uh... But then he would have said, I watched the tape. But he couldn't watch the tape till they found the tapes. No, they couldn't. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how he knew that. The tape was in the vault. It was. The tape of her interviewing the bank manager was probably in the vault. That's where I would think it would be. So uh, I'm just... Uh, a lot of bullshit. I'm layering the bullshit on with like a, a putty knife. I, just splattering I, the bullshit. I agree with you. That was a moment that stood out to me. I go, hmm. He says he wants to watch all the videos figuring someone on those tapes slipped up about where the oil rigs are. Honey. <laughs> Who? No, I just go, oh, honey. Like, oh, yeah. just like, I thought oh. you meant like Sherry. No, no, honey. no. I just meant like honey. Meaning yeah. Logan. Just, yeah. oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Okay, I think I have it in me to do one more episode. Let's talk about this week's episode. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, let, let's take a minute for, our, for ourselves to okay. catch our breaths, <laughs> and we'll get to that right after this. Hey, this is Seth Rogen, executive producer of the show Preacher on AMC, and you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Uh, let's get to this week's episode. Okay. Ner Tamid, which is Hebrew for eternal light or flame of truth. It opens up with a rabbi... That I, again, I predicted. You did. He's in a temple by himself, much the way Father Gabriel oh, was. Oh, man, there were so many. Uh, yeah. I, I'm like, okay, Father Gabriel. So he has, unlike Father Gabriel, he has a system. He hears a, a banging or a, or a walker outside. He goes outside and he kills it. I will say he did have a system and he was very resourceful. Like yes. He did. He knew his shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says his prayers. Um, he's going through the ritual of, of being a religious, a conservative Jew, a rabbi. And uh, he hears a noise. He grabs his coat very calmly. He grabs his gun that has a knife on the end of it, like a bayonet. Almost like Alicia's little... Yeah. And he kills the walker at the door. He sees the gate is open, you know, which isn't normal, and he closes it. He sees a walker trying to get into a car. He sees a walker scraping on the window. Yeah. He kills that one, and then another walker 
uh, falls on him, and they're wrestling on the ground. Right by the door of the car, someone opens the door of the car, knocks the other walker off of him. How convenient. Convenient. Hello, Charlie. It's dirty, <laughs> ragged Charlie. Somehow Charlie has gotten dirty and covered in, I guess, walker blood. I get, yeah. She threw walker blood Her on herself. Her still looked on point, though. She, yeah. So. She, uh, she pulled a nick. <laughs> uh, he introduces himself. He's Rabbi Jacob Kessler. You may recognize the actor from uh, The Practice. He was a regular on House. That, I thought I recognized him. He was face. in Colony. Yeah. He's been in a lot of He's shows. He's been in a lot of stuff. He usually plays the Jewish character. Mm. Usually. Uh, and then you get a zoom out shot and you see the temple is surrounded by a wall of cars. So, it uh, looks like he's in a, you know, like a fortress. He's living alone. And right away I'm thinking, so he's the Jewish Father Gabriel. That's, oh my God. I was like, okay, Annie's alone with this. And when they did the air reveal, I'm like, what? It's a huge He's got his own place. compound. It is a compound. That's literally yeah. what it is. Okay. Okay, now we see the caravan. They run over a walker, which is a pretty cool scene. And they throw down a home sweet home doormat. They put the gas truck in the middle. And they put the caravan in a circle around the gas truck. Uh, John's worried. June is too stressed. I don't care anymore. Uh, Dwight. <laughs> oh com- my God! Same. <laughs> I just don't care. Dwight comes over clean shaven. Uh, he says the head count is off. We're missing someone. They don't know who it is, but we know it's Charlie. Uh, for some reason, she ran away, and she's about to ruin the what life is of this the home alone. They miscounted, and Kevin's like, right, you know, right. Where is she? Where's Charlie? Where's Kevin? Yeah. Uh, so I wrote, for some reason she ran away, we don't know why yet, and she's about to ruin the life of this poor Jewish man. <laughs> she so is. <laughs> uh, Charlie helps the rabbi clear the walkers off the fence. He asks why they are following her. She says, I was looking for something and got separated from my group. She then asks if the rabbi thinks God led her there. She asks him a question, and he responds with a question. And she asks him if he always answers a question with a question, and he responds, do I? Which he said to uh-huh. be funny. This is an old Jewish joke. This is an old stereotype joke. The joke goes like this. A man walks up to his Jewish friend on the street, and, and he says to him, let me ask you a question. Why is it a Jew always answers a question with a question? And the Jewish man looks at him and says, so why shouldn't I answer a question with a question? <laughs> Therefore, he's answering a question with a question. He is. And he has right? like three questions. So like if you say, oh, why haven't you eaten? So why should I have eaten? Uh, right. Yeah. So right away, boom, stereotype the guy that he, that <laughs> jokes, he, that he answers a question with a question. He says, maybe there is uh, something here you need. Um, it's possible God led you here. Uh, he then goes about his business, doing his daily prayers, reading from the Torah. Uh, she asks him uh, why he still does it. And he says, tradition is important now more than ever. Uh, did you break into the song Tradition in Your Head from Fiddler on the Roof? No, because I'm Jewish. We don't do that. Oh, well, I love that song. I kept thinking in my head, tradition, and then they go through all the roles, and it's all like, I swear I thought he was going to, they were going to play in the background or something like that. Again. Well, it was, that's what I thought. If you were writing the show, you'd go for every stereotype. No, I just, when he said tradition like that, it was very out of the movie. Okay. But that's that's what religion, all religion is based on tradition. Yeah. Well, I just thought of the, the musical. <laughs> of course you do. It's like people who call it the Big Apple, but New Yorkers don't. Oh, no, we don't call it that. Right. But people who think they know New York, like, I'm going to the Big Apple. That's oh. what people do with Jews. Oh, you guys love that song, don't you? <laughs> no, I didn't think, no, no, I didn't, no, I didn't think he 
said that because he loved the song. I'm just saying that's where my brain went when he said tradition. I just okay. had it hardcore playing in my so head. So can I tell you, you know Trevor, we love Trevor on Trev's Chan oh, too. Oh, yeah. So in his review of this episode, I, I he says, oh, they, they have a Jewish character on the show now. I bet that's because the two producers, Andrew Goldman and the other guy, I forget his name, are Jewish. That's they probably wrote him in. He no. says, plus, you know, there's a lot of Jews in the entertainment industry. They probably wanted to have someone represent them. Trevor. See, Trevor, Trevor. Says, Trevor says a lot of things where you go, you don't say that about women. Like, I don't think he means harm. I just don't think he knows. I don't think he but, means it like that, right. but it's something you don't say. So uh, my thought process was, you know, Trevor. And I don't agree with him either. They didn't put Father Gabriel in the show because there's Christians in Hollywood. <laughs> no. Or that, or that there are some, Scott Gimple's Jewish. He still, you know, I know Kirkman put a priest in the book. Yeah. But not because he's Christian. No. Because it called for a person. Yeah, of that's fa- just. You needed that character. Oh, so I, oh, Trevor. I don't think there's a hidden agenda to why they put a rabbi in the show. No, I don't think so either. I just they just put a rabbi in the show because they wanted to put a rabbi in the show. That's kind of what I. That's how I took. Because if you put a priest in the show, I'd be like, oh, another priest. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can we do it slightly different? A Jew? Okay. <laughs> that's that's my. That's, and his congregation's dead. What? Yeah. Spoiler. Uh, the light starts to flicker. He realizes he's on his last car battery to power the light. Isn't it convenient? Charlie shows up. When he's on his last car battery. Again, I'm calling battery bullshit. Not because again. all of a it's sudden, a... I know where you can get car batteries. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I just happen do to have you? car batteries. I just happen to have a walkie on my hand that I can get. Yeah. It to, it's like ordering a takeout. Yeah. Oh, what do you need? Yeah. Oh, you need a little girl? I'm here. <laughs> you need a battery and a little girl? Yeah. Oh, that sounds really... Hello. Really... Uh, it's, yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh. Let's just keep going. Tenage Daryl Dixon. really, really inappropriate. That was, you're the one who's inappropriate. I don't even know what you're talking about. You have such a dirty mind. <laughs> I'm like Trevor. I don't know. I, I do not know what I speak of. <laughs> okay. She admits she ran away. She's looking for a place to live. She thinks she found a place. She tells them on the walkie. Yeah. I think I found a place. The rabbi kills a walker. And then he says, there must be a hole in the fence somewhere. I'll go take care of it. You stay here. She says, my friends are coming with batteries. He says, that's a mitzvah. Now, mitzvah is a good deed. Yeah. It's a blessing, in case you know what the word mitzvah was. All right. So there was a hole. So he says, I'm going to go fix the hole, right? But there was no hole until Charlie showed up. Mm, yeah. Okay. He goes to a second building where a walker is crawling out of a small opening like a doggy door. He pulls it out and kills it, then closes the opening with a piece of wood that must have fallen off. Also, he was tying it with, like, chicken wire. Sir, Yeah. nail that shit. And then we see inside the building, it's all full of walkers. He has them chained in this place. At that point, I went, oh, that's Zilla's congregation. Because he talked about how his congregation is mostly dead. She says, where are all your people? Well, you know. No, I Father Gabriel. A lot of people didn't make it. Well, he didn't, hmm. Father Gabriel. As we find out, he didn't. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't. But that's, they totally led you to believe that for a hot minute. What he did was, well, I'll, we'll get to that. Hold on. John and Jew, uh, John and Jew, John, June and John <laughs> show up with the battery and the rabbi's very happy. Fantastic. Um, by the way, uh, the rabbi, when he, the, the other walkers are trying to get out, he tightens the chain holding the door mm-hmm. where they're locked in. And they said a prayer, right? He put his hands on the glass like he felt something for these people. And he said he said a prayer for the dying, mm-hmm. I believe. So at that point, you know, whoever they are, he's killed them because he puts the, he kills them with the knife in the head. Also, sir, you're getting them all riled up behind the glass. Yeah. Because they see you. Yeah. And you're talking and making sound. Uh-huh. 
Uh, June and John tell, tell, tell the rabbi they have 36 people in the caravan. Charlie says, we're not going to leave until we've helped the rabbi fix the fence. She thinks is a hole in the fence. That's a bold statement. And he says, uh, that's not necessary. So at that good. point, I'm thinking there is no hole in the fence. They just they got out of the building. Shady MFR. John gives the rabbi a piece of candy. The rabbi checks it to make sure it's kosher. In case you didn't know why he was I looking at the label. I actually giggled at that. I knew that's what he was doing, okay. and it made me laugh. It wasn't like he was looking for GMOs no, it, or he's lack he's lactose intolerant that made or me laugh. he has celiac disease yeah, and he can't no. have he can't have gluten. I thought it was very funny. He was checking to make sure there wasn't any pork yeah. or any kind of okay. Uh, then the rabbi gives John a yarmulke. To put on his head, uh, and John says, well, "How do I?" How, I was surprised he put on his head. Well, it's just a head covering. And then I also laughed out loud with his cowboy hat. Well, he says, "How do I look?" And the rabbi says, "Goyish, like the Pope." Yeah. So goyish, uh, a goy in Yiddish. I did not Yiddish, know what that meant. Goy, G-O-Y. So that's why I'm reviewing this episode. I appreciate this. Um, it's a mitzvah that I'm explaining all these things to you. Yes. See, I did a little callback to what the word mitzvah means. <laughs> it's a blessing. It's a nice thing that you do. Okay. So uh, a goy is G O Y. Yeah, it's okay. a Yiddish word. Yiddish is the older language that it's a cross between German and Hebrew. It's slightly different than Hebrew. Uh, it's an older language from Eastern Eastern European speak Yiddish, and a goy means someone who's not Jewish. Oh, usually a man. Okay. A woman would be a shiksa. Makes totally sense. Like oh. Uh, oh, I've heard that word. Yeah, like oh, he's dating a shiksa. I've heard meaning that a lot. Not a Jew. Like if your son's dating a girl, I, we don't. I wouldn't say that, but that's that's old school. Old school. You yeah. know, when before Jews were woke, <laughs> uh, back in the day, yeah, they would say he's dating a shiksa, and that's wrong. That, found, that, that, that was frowned upon. That was frowned upon. Well, like most religions, most people want yeah. their people to people go. Oh, I want my son to marry what we are. A nice Jewish or a daughter, girl. Right, a nice Jewish girl. A, a doctor. A doctor. Okay, so uh, he says he looks goyish, meaning you don't look Jewish. You got the yarmulke on your head. He doesn't. But you look like a cowboy. She puts the cowboy hat on top of it, yeah. and, he, and the, the rabbi was like, yeah, right. I thought that was a little... That scene was cute between He's, the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they actually find a spot in the fence that needs to be repaired. I, I don't know how this happens. How is there a hole in the fence? There wasn't a hole in the fence before Charlie showed up, and we were led to believe the problem was the, do, the doggy door that opened up where That's the walker what I called out. Was. Yeah, the doggy door, and then he kind of shoved that one back in there. Charlie says we should fix the fence and stay here. This is better than what we have. I don't want to be in a caravan driving around. We've already done that, meaning the vultures. Yeah, she wants she, to just yeah. stay put. She and June were part of the vultures, and they drove around. They don't want to be part of that. Uh, Sarah and Dwight are on top of a camper drinking beer. Dwight talks about how the walkers kept him sane. He would watch them as he was, I like I guess, that he used the word walkers. Yeah, okay. That, see, I made a note of that. Hold okay. on. So... He was telling the story that when he was walking from Virginia to Texas, he would sleep in cars quietly mm-hmm. and watch walkers go by and then wonder where they came from, how far they've been walking, where they're going, and he made backstories for them. Mm-hmm. The thing I found interesting is that Dwight didn't really spend any time with the people on The Walking Dead that we consider the survivors. Mm-hmm. He was with Negan. Yeah, he was. Right? Now- the governor's people called dead the dead people the zombies biters. Yeah, I don't remember what the Negan Negan's army called them. The dead, I don't remember. The Oceanside called them bobbers. Right, and there was biters and the his growlers. Growlers. There's been a bunch of names that different groups what? have called them. Didn't they just call them the dead? Maybe I, I don't know if the Negan group had a name. If you remember, you can tweet us. Uh, he may have heard Morgan or somebody in passing. 
Tweet us at Walkers underscore yeah. Talkers at the Talking Jamie. That's fine. But I'll get them. as soon as he said that, I'm like, uh? But I don't get why Dwight would call him that because even this group on Fear, they didn't call him Walkers. Only Morgan, Only Morgan did. did. Morgan's the OG of the word Walkers. He's the very first one to ever use it. Did he use it? Season one, episode one. He, he said Walkers? He said Walkers. Okay. When he found Rick in the road, half dead, like kind of. But then, how did Rick get everyone else to call him that in the uh, department store? I have to go watch that again. I, that was Morgan's word, and I think that was Rick's first exposure to it. I think. But if just, you were calling these things for years, you were calling them growlers or biters or whatever yeah. eaters. One of the groups called them eaters. Yeah. Would you just suddenly start calling them walkers because they did? Because Morgan did? It just seemed weird. He called them walkers. Because nobody else does. They still don't. Alicia doesn't say, I. Ha- she goes, I can't kill the dead. She doesn't call yeah, them walkers. Yeah, she calls them the dead, yeah. I think he may have just overheard it and just I think he thinks to or... call it that because he was on The Walking Dead. That's kind of, I thought it was a little... But wouldn't his character realize to not that. to call them walkers? Bad writing. I don't know. <laughs> or something we missed. Tweet us. <laughs> I mean, even if, even if um, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who disappeared on season one. Morales? Morales. I mean, even Morales called them walkers and then got into the Negan's group to the saviors. Oh, yeah, you're right. He, would he Would he been able to convert hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of saviors? No. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, Charlie tells the rabbi she wants to live there and they can all live there. He says, I don't think that's a good idea. She's like, no, we can stay. No, you can't. The place is freaking huge. And he's like, uh, please go. He's like, you, you should be with your people. Because he wants to be alone and keep whatever secret he has. I, we don't know. Sarah calls on the walkie and says, we got spotted. They see Logan's men uh, driving up. They were coming in hot. He goes, and we're leaving. So they, they were able to pack up all the cars, but not the tents, and get the hell out of there. Yeah. And start up trucks that were in a circle and get them moving. It was a lot of moving parts. Before speeding pickup trucks can catch up to them. <laughs> they were speeding. <laughs> I, I'm, call, I'm, I'm calling... 100%. I'm calling uh, 100% <laughs> bullshit on that. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the rabbi tells a story similar to the one that June told her daughter. He left his congregants to get supplies. Um, oh, God, that is exactly June's storyline. Right, and when he came back, everyone was dead. Every, yeah. So you went out all by yourself with nobody to help you. Like, Not hey, one person. let me take two guys and we're going to go, or a woman, and go out and get some supplies. No, I'm the rabbi. I'm going to, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And they come back and, oh, they're all And dead. then he comes what back, happened? nobody survived. That's bizarre. Somehow they, they all locked themselves in that other building. They all ate each other and bit each other. I don't understand how walkers are created unless you get bitten and run away. Well, it was like that tragic scene in the hilltop where, remember, like, in the night, everyone was just fighting each other, and they... Right, but then... But then... But wouldn't the walker just eat you and bite you and eat you and eat you and eat you? Or they eat you enough, and then they walk away, well, and you technically, normally, they dive in and they eat you, unless you get bit, and then you run away, and then That's what turn. I'm saying. But a lot, yeah. It, the way this happened and supposedly went down, I don't... So did half of them bite the other half? <laughs> and then they said, don't eat me. I kind of really wanted a flashback in that moment just to kind of see what went down. I mean, it's great to say it happened, but how, did they all get bitten and run it's in not there? feasible. And then they were all locked in there so neatly. And then the the ones that were bitten, they turned and bit the other ones and ate them, but then they were able to turn? Uh, I don't know. Something was amiss there. Something was amiss. All right. Uh, John drops a ladder down from the roof so he can crawl over them to get to the car. Um, 
He asked the rabbi to say a prayer for him, which I thought was interesting. Uh, they dropped uh, the ladder. They climb over the ladder from car to car to car. We all knew the last ladder was going to fall. Duh. <laughs> oh, they're going to make it, make oh, it, make oh, it. Oh, 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 there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sarah calls for backup on the walkie, and Raleigh, the guy Dwight freed, chimes in. He's back with Logan's group, and so Dwight's like, eh, I, I tried to do the right thing, but clearly I didn't. I called it, saving Private Ryan. Yep. He should have just killed him, Dwight. Now, the guy could end up turning still to be a good guy. We don't know yet. We don't know, but... I feel like he's going to kill somebody. I feel like he's going to kill somebody. You call that a while And Dwight's going to have to kill him. You... And then I'm going to scream Private Ryan on it. <laughs> you called that so long ago. I'm t- these guys watch Saving Private Ryan. I'm telling you if that's what happens. <laughs> All right, back at the temple, uh, June and uh, Johnny... Uh, June, and <laughs> June and Johnny. John, uh, using the ladder. I like June and Johnny. There you go. John, again, John falls. He shoots some walkers and then gets. He, he saves himself, of course. Of course. They're on the last truck. They take the ladder, and they put it to a fence, mm-hmm. and then the fence collapses. Of course it does. Because that's the last step. You can't possibly <laughs> no, that accomplish anything. Okay. Uh, at this point, all these walkers are out, right? Oh, they're out. But they have not explained. Are they all from the congregation, right? That's, or did they come in the hole in the fence? It, they made it sound like that. Remember the glass busted open? Like they all came out of the congregation. That's When did we see the glass break? I thought they showed the glass broke. That was last week with Wes in the police station. No, I thought the door where he was saying the prayer. Yeah? I thought that glass was shattered at one point. No? I don't remember seeing that. And if I missed it, fine, I'll go, I have it on my DVR, I'll watch it. All right, I thought that's But again, I would say to you, so they've been in there for years, and that's now the glass was, breaks? That's what I thought. I thought, well, that's weird. It broke now. And why do they have to have doors where if the glass breaks, they can get out? Why couldn't they be like a little square window where if the glass breaks, they can't get out? They can't reach, yeah. No, it has to be glass, full-length glass doors. Full-length, full-body length. I'm calling glass door bullshit. <laughs> okay, uh... Charlie tells the rabbi, you know, to shoot the walkers. They've all surrounded the car now that John and June are on top of, which we saw in the trailer months ago. Thanks, trailer guy. We saw that coming. Trailer guy. And then you know that they didn't have the actors up there the whole time because when they do the aerial shot, it's horrible CGI. <laughs> right? That's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's horrible CGI. The rabbi says- Like the deer. In the oh, nothing's worse than a deer. <laughs> the deer. The rabbi says, I refuse to shoot them because I know them. Dude, you stabbed him all in the head, though. Yes, I like, don't understand. What's the difference? You won't shoot them. But you'll stab them with your bayonet thing? And you already know they're dead. I don't. I, did, I thought that was a dumb line. So the congregation gets out, timing bullshit, and the fence <laughs> is open. Are more coming in through the fence? Uh, they must be. Because John is shooting the people. He's shooting the, the, the walkers around the car. So is June. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's one. Bang. There's Boom. one. Bang. How many bolts do they have, first of all? What Second is it, of all, six? how are none of them grabbing their ankles? Oh my God, I thought the same thing. I'm like, someone's going to pull a pant leg and pull them off, but no, they didn't grab any pants. And then they're having a, a, a conversation like, oh, John, oh, June, oh, John. And they're on the walkie talkie, like, yeah, we're trapped on a thing. Also, and I'm over that too, the whole. Yeah. Oh, John. Yeah. I, one of them needs to die, and I hope it's not John. I agree. So you do the. You, you do the I, I agree with you. You do the math. It's so hard right there. I can't, uh, Bye, June. That, that's what she said. <laughs> Um, okay, so they don't, they don't explain how the congregation got out. Um, so uh, June, June says to Charlie, there's only one way to get out of this. And Charlie says, no, we can't. We have to save this place. So did she mean like set the place on fire? 
So the walkers would be attracted to the fire? She's bent on fixing this place. Yeah. Or living there. She says, God put me here for a reason. I believe that. Um, He says, I don't believe it any longer. He shit on her dreams. Yeah. Hard right there. He says, I lost faith in God. I don't believe a word of anything I've said. When the world fell apart, um, I had to let go to try to find God. Um, But he goes, "I, I left my congregation to find God. I was looking for things. To, to be a sign. And then when I came back, everything was dead. I hang on to this life because that gives me normality. Yeah, it's like I, all the he ritual, knows. He's trying to be normal. But not because I believe in God. Oof. And then she says, do you have anything that makes noise? She's like, maybe I can distract them with some kind of noise. I will give it to the kid. She's pretty clever yes. when it comes to this kind of stuff. Well, it seems like everyone would know that if you had a radio or something. Yeah. The, so the rabbi starts blowing the shofar. Now, that's not a reference to guys who drive limousines for a living. <laughs> the shofar, the shofar. Is, a ra- like is, a, is a is a another Judaism lesson. It's a ram's horn that is used traditionally to signal in the new year, among other things. I like that. So on on the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, <laughs> Rosh, or Rosh Hashanah, if you Rosh prefer. Hashanah. Uh, you you uh you it it you uh you blow the shofar. Uh, to welcome in the new year and to end the period of fasting. If I remember correctly, if my details are a smidge off. Have you, you ever blown one? At, uh, a shofar? Shofar. Oh, shofar. S-H-O-F-A-R. Oh, sorry, I'm distracted. Shofar. A shofar. Like chauffeur, but shofar. Yeah, rhymes with shofar almost. No, it does not. Shofar. Have you ever blown a shofar? <laughs> uh, yes, I have attempted to. Okay. Is it hard? No. <laughs> when I get done with it. Have you ever blown a conch shell? It... <laughs> You know when you all right? This is gonna sound so bad. You blow right now. into the. You cut the shell. tip off. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I'm laughing. That's what the moil does. No, the the, the rabbi cuts the, the tip I'm off. I'm crying from laughing. The conch shell. You take like this special saw and you cut it open. There's the hole, but to blow it and make the sound come out of the conch, it's it's really hard. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> let me get this straight. I didn't know if it's like blowing a shofar. So you blow the conch. I have a conch that I blow. Yeah. You do. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's so loud. You can hear it through the whole neighborhood. You know, if you do it right. Yeah. yeah. I'm good at it. I'm so. sure. <laughs> Lucky conch. <laughs> but is that like the shofar? Is it better to blow a big conch or, or all the conchs? Doesn't matter what size. Um, probably the bigger the better. You'd probably like a yeah, big conch. Yeah, Two hands, you know. Big conch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. It's a good that we don't have it cameras. It's a legitimate in here. question. Though. It's a f- sure. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Ha! <laughs> <Huh. laughs> Uh, Anyways, he blows the ram's horn to attract them, and of course, for some reason, he has them come all into the temple, yeah, into I the thought, synagogue. I thought that was really interesting. Why wouldn't you lead them out of the hole in the fence? Stand on something and blow your horn. Have them right, and then run around a building, and then come back in. Yeah, 100%. but you you bring them all into the temple so you can lock them in, which is fine. But then you're giving up your temple. No, you don't have your home. Right. Uh, so he brings them all into the temple, and they go upstairs. They're watching from one of the balconies. Yeah. John and June find the perfect rods on top of a truck. The perfect rods that fit perfectly in the perfect doors that have giant square handles perfect. where the rods could lock them in. <laughs> How convenient. Of course, glass doors are full-length glass, so if they break, the walkers can get out. Yes. And if they want to lock them in, they have to have the kind of handles that will support a bar of some kind. Yes. And if you need bars, there they are. <laughs> two of them for the two doors. And they fit perfectly. <laughs> Bar door bullshit. <laughs> All right. 
Um, okay, so uh, Sarah and Dwight run out of gas as they're escaping with the caravan, uh, but they don't show what happened to the rest of the caravan. They're just off by themselves. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, Logan's men are there. They pull up alongside the truck. But again, none of the caravan is there. Where'd the caravan go? Bizarre. Caravan bullshit. Yeah. There's a lot of weird yeah. coincidence bullshit. Uh, Sarah and Dwight prepare to die in a fight. They're like, let's do this. Uh, they're like, oh, it's been, it's been fun hanging with you. He and calls, then, he, oh, she calls him baby face. Right. Then all of a sudden, they drive off for no reason. The SWAT truck arrives, and you're like, oh, they must have driven off because of the SWAT truck. Um, they don't believe that. Dwight's like, they must, there must be another reason. I don't trust Logan's men. They, it could, they couldn't have just driven off because they saw the SWAT truck. Cut to Ron, uh, Raleigh. Raleigh's the guy he freed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I may have called him Ronnie in a previous episode. Oh, it's, maybe it, if that, yeah. It's definitely Raleigh. Raleigh. I looked it up. Okay. Raleigh calls Logan and says, uh, it's done. They're as far away from you as possible. So basically, they were there to chase them off and in the wrong direction. Hmm. So they wouldn't go where we find out later where Logan is going in his truck with the Al's tapes all over his dashboard like he's been watching them. The stupid tapes. They find the oil fields, which look like a quarry. Mm-hmm. They're marked quarry, but that's what the oil fields are. Okay. Scenes for next week. Okay. Uh, Logan gets in the quarry uh, where the oil fields are. And we see Lucy and Wendell, and because we're like, where's Wendell been? And uh, some uh, red shirts, red shirts of people we don't know that are going to die. They're going to die. Going to die like on Star Trek. And then the kids are there also. Mm. And oh, they, God, yeah. Remember them? I forgot, yeah, now I do. Uh, bad guy Ronnie calls in on the walkie, and he says, we hit a roadblock. And you see him walk up. It looks like refrigerators, like big freezers in the road. Yeah. He walks up to them, and Sarah pops out of one of them, pulls a gun on him, and then Dwight pops out of the woods on the side, and it's an ambush. Yeah. Okay. Um, Here's a question. If you are uh, a bad guy, Mm -hmm. and you're in the road, and you're a bad guy who who has put up roadblocks before, and out of nowhere- There's a fridge. There's a couple of fridges blocking the road- you would get out of your car without your gun and walk up to them. Never. When you have an enemy. You know there's an enemy somewhere. And who puts a fridge in the road? There's something in it. And if I remember correctly, well, go watch the trailer or go just watch next week's episode. Yeah. It's not like there was a cliff next to the road. They could have just driven around it. Yeah. But, it was dirt. But no, we have to stop, park in front of it, and get out with the, no gun. You, you know who Mel Brooks is? Who's that? Mel Brooks, you know oh, Mel Brooks. Oh, Mel Brooks. Is? Sorry, Mel, yeah. Mel Brooks. Yeah, one of the greatest comedic directors oh, and comedic course. actors yes. of all time. So he had a movie from 1975. It's a classic, um, called Blazing Saddles. And in the movie Blazing Saddles, everyone's stupid, but it's a hilarious movie, all time classic. And I don't want to give too much away, but the bad cowboys are really stupid. Mm. And at some point, which makes no sense in the old west. They put up a toll booth, like at a bridge, in the middle of the the desert plains of the the you know the mm-hmm. wilderness of the old west. Yeah, and they stop. The bad guys stop, and now they're searching for change to go through the toll booth. Oh my god! Because they don't have change to go through the toll booth, <laughs> which is ludicrous because <laughs> you could go around it. How <laughs> is there a toll booth in the 1800s? There's not. <laughs> 
and and if you're a bad guy, why would you want to pay the toll? You just go like it was just ludicrous. It's funny. It's yeah. So I'm thinking, just go around the. Why would you stop and get out and go? I wonder what these are. I wonder what's behind this door. It wasn't like a truck turned over and there was debris in the road. No. There was just. Oh no! It was just freezers sitting there. Line going across. Oh my god! This is. Oh, guys, you go check this out. <laughs> oh my god! So Raleigh. Guys, what do you think? Raleigh, dumbass, he got captured. Um, there's lots of people shooting. The rabbi's fighting alongside them. Uh, and then at some point, we see five people on horses at the top of a hill. Yes. You just see that, like, the silhouettes sort of, you can't really make out who's on the horses. In pictures that have been released of the episode, one of them is a woman who looks like a young, um, uh, what's her name? Oh, from uh, Bull Durham. Susan Sarandon. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, she looks like a young Susan, young Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Thank you. Yes. There are people ready to tweet me. <laughs> Don't tweet me. Don't tweet me. Now, I know there could be no correlation about these people who have cowboy hats because they're in Texas. I mean, yeah, that's what you wear. That's what you wear. But the producers said they were going to be introducing characters that were fun and exciting, right? Mm. You want to show me some good writing? We've already established that Fear the Walking Dead is seven years in the past. You want to show me some writing? <laughs> some of these people in this cowboy group with the cowboy hats I know where you're going are the highwaymen. Holy shit, I knew you were going to say that. You make them the highwaymen as part of this group. Chills. Even if it's just a couple of the main guys. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't remember his name. And that somehow, Zeke, was it? or? Oh, yeah, uh, I think you're right. Actually. I don't think I'm right. Or something like that, isn't it? Deep? Otto? No, it's not Otto. <laughs> Hold on. The Walking Dead, the Highwaymen names. Okay. So, uh, right now, people are screaming at their part. Uh, it was Ale- Ozzy. Ozzy. Okay. And Alec. Right. It was a combo of... Yeah. What did I say a few episodes ago? That uh, that um, the the loneliest person in the world is the person screaming at their podcast? <laughs> oh. <laughs> because oh, we they, all do that. Well, yeah, because you can't answer. Yeah. Like, they, right, okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Ozzy. If Ozzy is one of the Highwaymen... Because he, the thing is, though, it, the only th- problem with that, okay, is that Ozzy couldn't know that Morgan was part of those people. N- no, he could not have. Right. Because then he would have mentioned those people, hey, I met your friend uh, Morgan back there. Yeah, no, he wouldn't have known that. But if they somehow miraculously end up in Alexandria. Well, then. Then it would be pretty cool. Yeah. If they if they migrated east somehow for some reason. Do you think it's going to be them? No. I just think that that would be cool because... I think that'd be smart if it was them. They could bring them back to life. Because they had, they had... And see their backstory. I wanted to see more of them. And right. It was very short-lived. This would be the way to do it. Yeah. Even if it was just Ozzy. Maybe not Zeke. Yeah. Just Ozzy Even is just one of these a, yeah. people. You're like, oh, wow, he ended up on these... Because liked his character. Yeah, I liked him. Show yeah. me more of him. Mm. Don't give me a, a, a horseback riding community... <laughs> Because, With no Ozzy in it. Right. Now, remember, seven years in the future, everyone's on horseback. But right now, we're in a time period where everyone, most people are still driving cars. Oh, yeah. That's why Logan wants the fuel. hmm Because people need to get around. Although, I still want to call horse bullshit. How are so many horses alive ten years into the apocalypse? That baffles me. Are they just roaming the plains? Eating what? Grass. I mean, a horse could book it, but a cow, not so much. Right. So that's that. Anyway, that's that's my crazy theory. I, I like just it. don't know if I give the writers that much credit. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they're doing crossovers. I know they did the whole 
the 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 uh, helicopter people, and Morgan and Dwight. But the highway having Ozzy come in for a minute would be really cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going with. I like it. All right. I want to think it's him. You think it's him? Okay. All right. That being said, yes. we are going to do an episode next week. Yes, we are. Uh, we're a few episodes away from the finale. We have four episodes left, 13, 14, 15, and 16. 16. Right? So a quarter of the season left. Better get better. I like it because it's The Walking Dead, but... I do too, but the, I'm not going to lie. The last few episodes were a little hard for me to get through. It's still the only show currently on television I watch live, pretty much. Yeah. And I really never say that, but it was a little rough. Yeah. Stop, stop social media. Stop asking me what we thought of it. <laughs> You're setting yourself up. Yeah. Here's what we thought. All right. So we'll see. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Snappy banter on the way. Conk shells. Yeah. Conk sucking, blowing conk, conk <laughs> big conk. Batteries. Loving the big conk. Batteries. Batteries, everything. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's time. What time is it? It's, it's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.